This episode of Miss Listen Knows is brought to you by my favorite lip gloss, My Glam Box. So head over to their website and grab three or more because when you do, they're going to give you a free gift. www.myglambox.com. And don't forget to let them know Miss Lissa sent you. And the show goes on. Instance brings me to another flow. Every time I hear a brother call a girl a bitch or a hoe. Trying to make a sister feel low. You know all of that's got to go. Now everybody know ain't no exception to this rule. Now don't be getting mad. What I'm saying is cool. So don't you be calling me out my name. I bring wreck to those who disrespect me like a dame. That's why I'm talking. One day I was walking down the block. I had my cut off shorts off right. Cause it was crazy hot. I walked past this dude when he passed me. One of them grabbed my booty. He was nasty. I turned around, rap. somebody was catching the ride. The little one said, don't come near me, bitch, and laugh. Something happened after that. You could, you know Queen Latifah don't play. Al, who you calling the bitch? I just came for my U-N-I-T-Y. It's another installment of Miss Lissa Knows, Women's History, Women's History Month. I'm sitting here with a legend in this field that I want to be in, the one and only Kim Osario. Come I'm on. so impressed. You know why? Should I start? Yes. To tell you why I'm so impressed. One, because when we came in, you asked me about a song, and I could have named every any song. You would have known the song. I mean, I would have. I, I asked you for an artist. I would have tried to find, and if not the song, yeah, I would have tried. Wow. Yeah. That was good. That was good. Yeah, of course. And I'm, then you said my name right. That was the second piece of it. My last name. You said it right. Nobody ever says it. Because right. you, um, me ex novio es puertorriqueño. Oh. So I could throw the <laughs> okay. accente on it. So definitely, I'm a strong believer because, first of all, my real name is Melissa, but me going as Miss Lissa, people call me Lisa all the time. Mm-hmm. So I am one who is big on just getting people's names right, and it's not because of being in this field. Even when I worked at a clothing store called Esprit, they used to write people's names on the door. Like, that was, like, the part of the fitting room, like, experience. And people used to always be impressed, like, oh, my God, you spelled it right. I'm like, yeah, like, inventive spelling is real. Yeah, yeah. Lisa is two S's. It would be one S if it was Lisa. But if they Spanish, yeah. I give it to them. You, if right. you Spanish or Haitian, Melissa. Right. So it's okay. Right, I get it. I get it, like Issa Rae. Right, I get it. So I, I, I'm I, like, okay, but, you know, I'm in the beginning, I didn't correct people. But now as I'm, you know, growing, I'm like, listen, at some point, Kanye had to say, hey, my name is not Kane West. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's Kanye. And then he became Kanye. So it's like I'm stepping into who I want to be and who I I'm becoming. I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate so. that. I don't think I know how to say my last name right. <laughs> so when you said it, it sounded good. And I was like, that's how you say it. And you know who always said this so good? Gossip Viv. Does she? She's like, Kim Osorio helped me with my book. I'm like, yes, sis. Yeah. <laughs> that's a legend. I love Viv. I am honored to have you here. Let Thank me just you. start by saying that right now. And to the know-it-alls who are tuning in, you're like, well, who is this? This is a legend in media and journalism. Like, before there was social media, this woman had to put in work and really work with different publications as a intern growing into having the editor-in-chief position at Source Magazine. This is the only woman to do this. And she did this after blowing the whistle on this one same brand. She went was working at Source Magazine. Am I getting it wrong? You're getting it a little, a little, little confused? Well, no, 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 no. You had it. You had it right. But remember, I got the editor-in-chief job. After? 
That's what I'm I saying. I had it twice. Oh, that's had, what happened. That's what did I actually get me confused. Had, yeah, the second time I went back after the case was a different title. It was to okay. kind of lead the the branding of it all. So it wasn't necessarily in the editor-in-chief role, though I did do a lot of that. But that's still a um, yeah. slay. And that is a win. Like, especially because there was no Me Too movement at this time. Women wasn't shouting from the rooftops that they went Listen, through it too. I'm glad you said that. Like it wasn't everyone having the back of the person who was it, it, it wasn't, wasn't that, that in everybody was treating you like you was Monique. Yeah. It wasn't too, too, I wish if my case was filed now, I wonder how it would be received. Right. See, back then it was like what are you doing? And all of the women who supported me were supporting me behind closed doors. Because they were afraid that they mm -hmm. would have that there was me no too. speaking up, yeah. There they didn't no want to be, up. you know, and me being, you know, a newbie in this industry, I am on a mission to bridge gaps. I am on a mission to close these holes that are happening in this culture. I love hip-hop just as much as you do. Just as much as you do. So I get it. So I just wanted you to come on, you know, drop some gems on me. We could talk about your journey. Drop some gems For on the sure. know-it-alls. Like, you have so much. And it's like, I just have so many questions. So I just want to okay, start good. Good. from the beginning. Because I'm going to say, let's drop gems and yeah. let's have fun, too. Let's, no. I, let's listen, have fun. We're going to have fun. <laughs> okay. I'm fun. So I just want to start from the beginning of your journey. So you grew up in the Bronx. I did. What kind of little girl were you? Like, were you feisty and spicy? I was quiet. I think I don't. I mean, it's 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 interesting because I have I have two daughters. I have a seventeen year old and I have an eleven year old, and they're very different. Um, and I would like to say that I was like my seventeen year old, who is very quiet. You know, who's very well behaved. And then I have the eleven year old. And if you look at my Instagram or if you see this girl and her musically page, like she is. She is something else. Um, and a lot of people say, oh, she's just like you. Because so, she even was doing that when she was little. You posted a video today. I posted today. a video today. Yeah. Yes, a throwback video. Yes. She's always loved being in front of the camera. So I don't know. Maybe I was in between them somewhere. Like, I think that as a Gemini, sometimes I'm like quiet and reserved. You don't know what I'm thinking. And other times I'm, I'm a different personality. So I think I was a well-behaved child I how did you like um discover your love for hip-hop because you're like so many different cultures you're not yeah. just a black yeah. girl you're not just a puerto rican girl you got a little asian in you like yeah. where did you find this music i'm gonna show you my my uh dna page after because <laughs> right. i did that dna because i'm just so confused with culturally i've always been a little uh uh confused mix people look at me a lot of times and say oh she's puerto rican or she's latina and i am a half my father's puerto rican but i was raised you know my mother is half black chinese half chinese right she looking and, like Foxy um, brown she looks like she, it depends on her pictures sometimes she looks a little uh a little more asian sometimes she just looks like a black lady they're like your mother's just a black lady <laughs> right she just got chinky your eyes. daughter looks just like you um the little one, right? Yeah, just like you. Yeah. Just like you. She that's what they say. She acts like me too. But um so I was culturally mixed up. Um, you know, my mother would make rice and beans for my father, but she didn't really know how to make it. I had to go to my grandmother's house for that. <laughs> um, you know, and uh I identify mostly with hip hop culture. Because at the time that I was growing up, it was like when hip hop was 
I don't want to sound old when I start talking about how great it was back then in the golden age. But you know, like hip hop was okay. coming up. Hip hop was coming up. I always think that the golden age is the nine nines and the two thousands. What would you say is the golden age officially? Oh, wow, I would say the official golden age was like eighty eight to ninety two. Like there's this t- there's this time where culturally the music just changed direction. Before that, it's like the the founding fathers. Right. Yeah, you like hearing this nod, Melly Right, but that's the stuff that I I remember Sugar Hill Gang coming out, and I remember you know, uh, buying the records, um, you know, buying it on vinyl. And I just, I remember back then just loving the music. And I grew up in the Bronx. And I, at that time, I, I grew up in Castle Hill, but at that time I, I lived on Grand Concourse. So um, that's what it was. You know what I'm saying? It was hip-hop all around us. It was the culture discovering itself. And it was more than just the music. It was just a way of life, the way that we lived out there. You know, I was... I was talking about something because uh, I don't go to the Bronx a lot anymore, but I was talking about the right. Bronx today. And I was like, oh, I remember I when I lived, I lived at um, on Carroll Place. It was like right off of Grand Concourse on 165th Street. It was a fire in our apartment building every week. Like we had a fire. Were they doing that for insurance purposes? I don't know. They Maybe. Yeah. But back then, all you knew was you just had to run out the house because it was if someone had a fire in the apartment. But you know, like there's certain. Not that that has anything to do with hip hop, right? I don't know why I just. No, said that but memory. that's the that's right? the like, point. Hip hop. You know, hip hop can own anything. We like, yeah, we used to have fires every week. You know, like it's it's a little crazy. But that's you know, I remember just being outside, being on the block, you know, jumping double dutch, like. All of these things that we did back then where we all kind of identified in our culture and then hip-hop sort of was introduced. So it was just the way we dressed, the way we lived, you know, the way we danced. And um, I just, it was always in me. And then I moved to Castle Hill and the same thing. It was like very, very hip-hop in that area. But throughout all of this is when the music was really, really starting to come of age. What kind of guys were you into? Like as a child? No, in the teenage years. I'm we, like, I just told we you I was from four L- years old. We get into teenage years okay, now. Teenage, teenage teenage Kim. I was into I was like in- chocolate dip. You like a little Puerto Rican because you you giving us light skin realness. So you was one of the tenderonies, <laughs> right? All the boys liked you. You had the baby hairs. I had the baby hairs. No, I did not have the baby hairs. You know you had the baby hairs. I would say I was into guys with I've never been one. Who has been uh, my my taste in men is always pretty different. I mean, I have a friend that's like, no, you like one thing, but um, it's all about a guy's swag. It's all about his talent, right? So I've always been attracted to the way a guy carries himself. I'm like that too, cause right? I, I gave a corny man some pussy cause he was swaggy and really educated. <laughs> right. Like I love when somebody can play skin, with my dark mind. dark skin, yeah. I've never had a white man though, so I keep saying, I've never, you know, had a white boyfriend, ever. You and ever. Kino seem like y'all got a fighty kind of relationship where you could probably talk to him about that. You know I'm about that. to get a divorce, right? This newsflash, yeah, no, yeah. So. I am so happy <laughs> you're doing this. Like I'm giving you air hugs right now. Thank you. Thank you. Wait, you wait, deserve wait. so much better. Like, I wasn't going to, like, sis, wait, yes. This is crazy right now. Thank you. But you was just going into I'm a, never oh, going to be Kino. nobody to. You was, like, you was like, you and Kino is just so. Open. I said, I have a relationship oh, where you watch could. because you Gossip Game? And I, yeah, and I watched mm-hmm. some other things. And yeah, I, I filed for divorce in January. Thank God. 
because you deserved so <laughs> much better right like, to actually watch someone who so, wait, is so, so accomplished and so dope be degraded like you think he was degraded subliminally that's great you know what it took me a while before i saw it it Yo, took me a while it took and me i think nothing it took you nothing see see that sometimes when you're looking at a situation from the outside you can see things you know because you don't see the inside. So you guys may not have seen the other things, the 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 bait and switch, I could call it. You know, because he was trying the to make in the you tailpipe. feel like because you found him in this industry <laughs> that he was supposed to just like stay a certain way. And it's like, what? I can't believe you have me on here talking like, like I, I did not tell a- nobody that. I mean, my friends know. Of course, but I'm we just friends. Saying. Come on, we come on, sis. Like, this I is told like you, news breaking. Without right? you, yeah. there is no me. So you feel connected to me because, that. like, I am. Yeah. I'm young Kim. I'm yeah, just no. out here just trying no, to make no. it. He he is no longer. Thank no. Like you don't say I have my ring on. Child, but again, I'm not one to judge. So I wasn't sure if you coming Listen, to the studio. At the end of the day, I'm a woman like everybody else. Yes, and ma'am. sometimes we fall for shit that we shouldn't fall for. And that's going to one day be another story that I will hopefully tell. Would right? you tell that story? Oh, absolutely. Like another memoir? Because because that story is very different, but it's still... When I wrote my first book, Straight From The Source, that was a book about women in, in, in hip-hop, women in the industry, any industry that's male-dominated, and the struggles that you go through as a woman trying to climb up. Right. Um, this is the same thing. This is a a very deep story it's um it's for women and i know other women have gone through it and and yes i'm accomplished yes i got a law degree and i was at the you know top of the source magazine and then i went on to start producing television and i'm working on one of the most you know um successful shows um on vh1 you know like i'm i'm working with love and hip hop like yeah right. there are all these um credits and, and things accolades. that i have however i'm a woman like um everyone else and you go through things in life. You fall for situations. You know, you you maybe think you fell in love um, because maybe you didn't understand what love was supposed to be. So that's a whole different. That's a whole different topic. Nah, that's a whole that, different topic. That's real. But, but it's it's it is what it is to be someone like myself who has all these things, but have to come to the realization that you're not in a good situation for whatever your reasons are. You know, that's, Beyonce that's had to make lemonade. It's like, listen, if Beyonce out here stirring beverages, we have to know <laughs> that we only one squirt yeah. away from yeah. having lemon juice in our eyes. Exactly. Like, don't exactly. be blindsided. But I am, like I said, I'm a thank you. That's so funny. You're Lord. like, thank you. No, I really. wasn't expecting that reaction. And I actually love it. I wish, did you get that on camera? <laughs> I wish I need that reaction. That no. reaction was everything because the feel- reaction I get from most people is like, "I'm so sorry to hear that." Mm-mm. You found <laughs> your. You have to be living your real she truth because you all about about living your truth mm-hmm. and and just being wholehearted in the decision that you make. So I know that you doing this, you didn't wait. That decision and- was made for me, by the way. I wasn't smart. I didn't wake up one morning and say, "Who made the decision?" He just said it. He made that decision. He made that decision. And I didn't wake up one morning and decide, like, um, oh, you know, this is the wrong situation to be in. You know, I was kind of 
thrust in a situation. It was like, oh, shit, am I in this situation? Is this, is this really happening to me? Is it because he, you was not configuring to the things that he wanted, like these threesomes and this like, yeah, side I would chick say that talk the, the, and the, allowing the, certain the threesomes things. and the side chick talk and all of that? I would say that that stuff was, you know... There were more things than just that. He wanted you, know? you to just be like this. He wanted doormat. me to be somebody that I wasn't. Never, and right? I, like right. you never he were wanted, this person. He wanted me. He didn't know me for who I was, and he didn't love me for who I was. He wanted me to be somebody completely different. And for many years, I tried to be that person, right? I tried to dress a certain way or look a certain way, and I thought that that was what I needed to do to be married. I I settled. Is what happened. A lot of women do that. You want something. You want something out of life. You want marriage. You want kids. You want a family. And you settle. I know I know people in this situation right now. And I, I can't even say that I wouldn't have been in this situation if things didn't happen the way that it did. But it did. And I had to. And one day I did finally wake up after everything. Because I'm the one that filed for divorce. After everything that happened. And I was like, that's some crazy shit I was dealing with. You know, no, really. after I went through whatever dark period I need to go through. I was going to ask you where you had found the strength to stay. Like, how do you do it? Like, <laughs> your reaction is everything right now. You was like, yes, thank God. I'm like, wow, this is a first. No, because as I watched, I was just like, wow, like, you know, it's, I don't know y'all love language. Right. So when I'm watching this thing, I'm like, for all I know, this is just. Make be how he play with her. Right, right, right. Because you didn't what I get thought. crazy. You didn't... That's what I thought. Okay. Right? I, 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 and, and I used to pride myself on having such tough skin, right? Like, ah, I could take anything from anyone. But you shouldn't take that from your husband. Right. You know? So I prided myself on that. Like, ah, he could say whatever. And I was so good with people. Um, people always talk about how I'm good with, like, the wit, the right. quick wit. So I go back and forth and back and forth. And I, it gets really good. Like, a lot of people don't see it publicly. But the quick wit gets really good when I get angry. Like, it just starts coming. Like, the word, I don't even know where it comes from. It's like the words just start spilling out of my mouth. Right. Like, blah, 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 like just like a rapper. It's the, that's really. the Latina in you. Yes, but it's like a very, very sharp sense of wit. And I mean, I, and, and that's what we had. We had this banter. But I don't think he could measure to me. So I think that when it was all said and done, there was, you know, a bit of insecurity and, you know, all of that that you saw was maybe, and I'm just speaking from what I believe, um, maybe his his way of dealing with that. I know? think that he definitely was. I mean, I mean, of course he was you know, like known in the industry, but you were the bigger he ain't name. Known in the no, I mean. <laughs> I, again, will never try to... I wanted you to say it. I didn't want to. No, but listen, you said enough when you said, yes, thank God. I was like, wow. So it was just like, I know it's hard for a lot of a man to to deal with those those things. So it was just like, do you ever feel like you emasculated emasculated him? I I never did that in public. I wouldn't do that. (laughs) Right, but it was happening. But I think behind closed doors, he felt that way just by me being me. Right. And as a woman, you have to be really, really secure, and men have to be super secure to be with a woman who's accomplished, you know. And I don't even want to say accomplished more, because in in life, it's not about that. Like, you, it's all about what you want, what the success you want for yourself. But maybe he was looking at that success as, you know, something that he wanted, the recognition on his own. You know, you don't want to be it known It felt like he definitely wanted husband. that limelight, because, like, the gossip game was about 
you, but right. it just felt like you had to tell him, like, chill, can I talk? Like, <laughs> in interviews Can stuff? I speak? Like, <laughs> you're not even in this scene right, that like, we're speaking. Down, like, right. <laughs> so it was like, wow. Interesting. Like, yeah. It's an interesting thing to hear people, you know, four or five years later talk about, you know, what they thought of that. But, you know. How are your children dealing with all of these things? It's been tough. It's been tough. Of course. It's, it wasn't easy. Like, I'm sitting here joking around, talking about it. I haven't talked about it publicly. Y'all laugh at your, plain, your pain. Yes. But it, it's pain. been really tough for them. And for me, it was really tough. I'm in a really good place right now. That's good. That's why, you know, my daughter's father and I, we split when she was, like, uh, seven months. And then we tried again, like, a couple of times. We've dibbled and dabbled. But it's always, like, for me, like, I'm always tethering because she has never really seen us together as a couple. She only seen us co-parent. Yes. And you know what, though? It's It's... My oldest daughter, because I have now I have a soon-to-be ex-husband and a baby daddy. So my, right. my oldest daughter, uh, I broke up with her dad uh, when she was one, one and a half or two or something. She's never known anything else, right? So she knew me as a single mom. And then, she, you know, I met Kino, I got married. And so she knew him as a stepdad. But she didn't know anything else. See, my kids right now, uh, my son is eight, my other daughter is 11. They're the kids of the, of the right. marriage. And it's... If you read up on it, it's the toughest time for uh, parents to break up because all they've known is their parents being together. Exactly. So their adjustment, is, it'd be different if they were in their teens, you know, and they were older to, and they could process what happened. But at that point, I mean, right now, they're not there. And then they start playing the, the blame game like, well, maybe yeah, if it's I been didn't, tough on you know, do certain things. Because yeah. even... My daughter's father and I got to a place where we co-parent really well. Like, I might have those moments in, right. in private with him, but publicly, we know, like, each other's niches and glitches and what right. not to do. Kind of. Right. Like, sometimes he be messing up and I want right. to kill him. But we do take her out on, you know, family outings. And in those moments, she gets, like, too happy. Right. She starts talking about siblings. I'm like, look at the stretch marks from you. Like, <laughs> right. so... I, right. I, I do wish you well. and I want to take a break so okay. we can, like, you know, drink a little water, come I know back. we got to the good yeah, stuff so immediately fast. we sit Well, because you, because you said right away, you was like, oh, house king. Uh, yeah, and I, I didn't know. even know, but shout out to my publicist. God, you are the one. So take a break. <laughs> go grab you some water. If you need to roll up, go get your Fonto leave. If you need some wine, wine and dine. I'll be right back with Kim Osario. Ow. What's up? This is Heather Hunter, and I'm hanging out on Miss Listen Knows. Know-it-alls, come out to my pop-up shop on Saturday, March 24th from 1.30 to 6.30 at Salon 804. That's 2311 Adam Clayton Powell Boulevard in Harlem, 136th Street, and I'll be there from 1.30 to 6.30. Grab all of your God is My Publicist gear, some of my favorite sunglasses, and my glam box will be in the building. You better show that love. Al. And we're back, sitting here with legendary literaturer, Kim Osario, Al. Now, I would, we jumped into the business. We did. But we got to give the know-it-alls a little more of the backstory so we okay. already know Bronx girl. Yeah, because I started off at the Bronx. Yeah, we got to the middle got to age. The I we just skipped like the entire life. I asked you life. about yeah. the guys that you were dating. Oh, that's what yeah, happened. Yeah, and that's how we so got let's there. let's go back to the guys, because I dated some really great guys. Yeah. I really did. Anyway, so I like... Guys, I like guys. 
hip hop. It's just have you. They gotta have that certain swag. Yeah. But you don't like these new tight niggas. Like you don't like when they pants. No, 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 no. So now, okay, if we had to pick. And nowadays, I like. You have to have. Gray and you like your beard, like oh, salt I thought you were gonna say gray and your sweatpants. I'm like, me too, says Frank. <laughs> you have to have like gray, like, I you can't be too. I don't know, I, I have to feel like you have like some life on you. So, you would never date younger? Someone told me I should. You should, like, you are bugging. Mm. That's they're mm. gonna make you happier. They got the better energy, they listen more. They're gonna keep, but you how with... young are we talking? 30. No, no. What can a 30-year-old do? Well, let me take that What back. you mean? What ah! could? I got a list of things <laughs> that you mean. I'm good, though. I'm good now. I'm good. I'm good. How did you get from, I guess, let's just jump. Uh, well, you still didn't talk about these guys that you was dating. Like, oh, these guys? Were they yeah, chocolate? Like, I just want to give a visual. Like, what would you looking at when you was in your, your teenage years? They were different years? flavors. There they were flavors? different flavors. Yeah. Like, I had light skin, dark skin, you know, Puerto Rican, Jamaican. And know? what about your friends? Did you ever feel hated on by black girls? Did you ever feel like the Spanish girls didn't accept you? Like, what was it like for you? Um, culturally, never, because we were all in the same space. And... Um, you know, it's, it was very diverse where I uh, came from, but it was really more about your class, right? Like, it was about, you know, rich and poor. That was the thing. So, I, and and I don't know. What class were you? Middle? I thought I was middle class. Right. I thought I was middle class because my mom had a house. But we had a house, and we lived right, it, our house was like walking distance from Castle Hill Projects. So I couldn't get to my house without walking past the project. So, so got a reality yeah, check before you got yeah, home. Yeah, so like even though my, my a lot of my friends just lived in the buildings, whether it was there or somewhere else, I was right by the project. So I thought I was middle class, but not really. That's not like really. me. I mean, I didn't think we was middle class, but I didn't understand how broke I was until it was time to go to like school trips right. or like certain things because my parents just didn't have it. I'm like, hmm. Yeah, my mother had like three jobs going on. She had like three jobs. No. So, well, but, but, but I, um, you know, uh, this is something, hmm, let me see, have I ever said this in an interview? The way that I came up, my father was a number runner. So I'm the daughter of a number runner. That means that you be having number dreams. My aunt used to tell us growing up, dream about My grandmother a used to have that. But the, the reason why I say that is because of the mentality that I had. It was kind of... At a very young age, it, and I could put him on blast right now, right? I would never have said that publicly before. I don't know. Like, I grew up. I'm, like, in my 40s. You come you know from what I'm a saying? different but, time where people yeah. are more, like, private. But Yeah, now but now it's, like, whatever. Um, my money came very quickly to me back then. I thought I was middle class, but really, like, we weren't. But the, it was, like, a constant yeah, cash flow right. at a certain point before my father kind of dealt with what he dealt with and stopped. But, you know, that... I always had the sense of the money was going to come. So I have a spending problem, right? Mm. I don't spend frivolously, but... You, like, lavish. Yeah, like, I just kind of, like, it come, it goes out as quick as it comes in. And that's from that mentality, because I think it's going to... It's a way to get... It's like a hustler mentality. And that's that's how I kind of have come up, so... What's your number? Right now, seven. No, I mean, like, when you play... Like, mine is 822. Like, if I was to go to the number hole... Like when 614. you 614. Let me say that. 
She's playing that tonight. I'm dead gonna play that. So if my, you win, I got you. Okay. I'm come on. I'm not like okay. that because my number is eight twenty two. So I've been seeing. I was it. gonna say seven twenty two. That's another one. I've been seeing it everywhere. The time, people's um, license plates, uh, addresses. Like, it just been popping right. up. So my friend suggested that I play it. So I'm like, because I don't really play it. But she was like, you got to play, you got to play. So I played it on a Wednesday. She didn't tell me you have to play it every day. Right. So I only played it on Wednesday. On Friday, it came, came out straight. Out. Straight. Right. Straight. Straight. Safari voice. <laughs> like, I was very upset. Like, I didn't understand. Speaking of safari, did oh, you? I love let's my talk safari. about that tape. What How did tape? you feel? Do you feel I like couldn't you watch it? it? You can't watch You lying, sis. What's wrong? I, someone sent me a somewhat, because I know Safari, you know what I'm saying? I've worked with him, and I'm close with Safari. I love Safari. You're going to want to get love closer safari. after you see that. Listen. <laughs> I can't. Are you getting that divorce? I can't. I can't you know I can't. he's America's favorite rebound. Listen. Eggplant. Is that... Everyone was talking about him the next day. The curve, Everybody, God help me. The Someone sent me a picture. I was like, don't send me this. It was crazy. No, I'm sad that you're doing this to yourself. Stop. You gotta just look. I can't. You are Kimmel's, I can't. Like, you gotta I look. Can't. You gotta look. I can't. Okay. Well, there was a video? Yes. God. It was moving. And it hits his, <laughs> it the way it hits moving. his thigh, <laughs> you just, I, I wait, just. Wait, 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 wait. I didn't really understand that there was a video. So yes. I just, someone sent me a picture, and I was like, I really couldn't look at it. No, But really, it was bugging. a video, too? You're bugging. You're bugging. everyone was talking about it the next day. You're bugging. Oh, my God. You're bugging. But I just want to, like, let's jump. How did you get into the publication realm? Okay, how to start writing? Yeah. Um, not even that, but not writing, because you say you love writing in school. I do. I but always how did you get into writing. the hip-hop Realm. How did you start? Yeah. I started, I, I saw an ad in the Village Voice. Um, I was on the five train on my way home um, and I was in college and I saw an ad for an internship at BMG Distribution. And that was at the time uh, the distributor that distributed like RCA, Loud, Arista. Um, you know, there were six major distributors back then. Right. I don't even know how they do that now. I think it's all digital. But um, back then it was like one of the biggest, you know, distributors and I went for the interview and I, I got the internship and I was interning there for a while um, in the marketing department and I learned a lot just about the music industry and I decided at that time I this is what I want to do I love music I love hip-hop I want to work but I didn't know what I wanted to do I was a writer and writing was like a hobby and I wrote in school but I wasn't majoring in writing um, I was majoring in law I went to law school but I majored in school I my major was it was fine arts, ultimately. But I kept changing. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew I loved the arts. Um, did so, you, like, did you ever feel like you were making the wrong decisions? About my career? Yeah. Um, well, my mother still asked me, when am I going to take the bar and practice? I'm like, I don't want to do that. Right, like, uh. Yeah, but, uh, no. I, life always has a way of showing you which way you're supposed to go. So, I, um... I was interning, and I was I went to Profile Records. I interned there. I um, interned for a small record label that no one knew back then, and it was like it was called Kick Ass Records, and I met a lot of people. You could say there. ass back then. Remember what everything. It was, was the censored? craziest <laughs> thing, but no, like there's there's like three people in the industry that know that about me, and um, it was it's Elliot Wilson is one because that's how I met Elliot. Elliot, I call. I he used to be he he would. 
Be like Kim from Kick-Ass Records. <laughs> Nobody knows that. I'm put, I'm giving them shine. They don't even exist anymore. But it was a little label, and I was like trying my hand as an intern at like radio promotion, uh, um, publicity, uh, every department that you could think of. I was figuring out how to make connections in the industry that way. And I worked there. And then after that, I think I was just trying to look for, I went to Muse. It was a music software company. And between 94 and 99, I worked for a company that put the data, put uh, software into Tower Records. So when you used to go to Tower Records, it was like this little kiosk and you would go up to there and you'd be like, oh, what's the name of that song? You would type it in. And all that information, because I was the only person into hip hop that worked there. Was being manually entered? Was being entered. Wow. And I was entering all of the you were the first series. You were hip hop series. Listen, the thing about it is, I go online. They they ended up selling that information to Amazon. So sometimes when I go online and I look at like uh, it was either Amazon or like where they're selling these. When I look at stuff, I can see my writing. That's but crazy. I know it's not. You, it doesn't say my name on it. But if it's a hip hop album that came out between '94 and '99, sometimes when you scroll down, I can look at stuff that I entered because they ended up selling that information. And so it's it's like crazy. Like nobody knows that it'll be like, like a my, mob deep review. They need to give you some some chicken off of that. No, you can't we because could've... at the time I was working there, oh. so I was making my little forty five thousand dollars a year, thinking I was I was lit. I was like forty five thousand dollars a year. You know, I was in college, so that was a good job back then. I would go to work every day. Nine to five or whatever it was. Our first shift was twelve to eight, and that's how I fit into my my college schedule. And then I transferred my studies to night, and I started to go to work full time, and um, that's how I got in the industry. Because while I was there, I started to build my writing clips. I, that's how I started writing about music. Right. Because the music would come in Wu Tang's album, every single iteration of of like from older bastard to right Jizza, like everything that came in came through me before it came out. So I would listen to the album. I would have to critique it. I would have to enter everything from the album into the system. So I would like know all the studios, the producers, the writers, because that's what I did. And that's why I have like this weird wealth of information in my head for albums that came out in like '94. To from '94 to '99, I could be like, oh what yeah, you, that was, what was your that was recorded album? at Chung King Studio. Like no, nobody cares. What's your favorite album between those times? Oh my God, there were so many. '94 to '99. If you had to pick three, uh, Ready to Die, um, Ilm when did Illmatic come out? Ninety four. Ninety four, yeah, Illmatic. Wu Tang came out in ninety three, so I can't pick. Into Thirty Six Chambers. Yeah, that's those. one of my favorite albums. Did you say ninety four to ninety nine? I know, but I was just saying that's one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. Wu Tang and 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 I actually the favorite favorite, I have to go back is Midnight Marauders. That, that that's my album. Who's that? You just said who's that? You said Midnight Marauders. Midnight Marauders. You said who that? Who's that? It's Tribe Called Quest. Oh, I'm sorry. See, I'm sorry. Q Tip Love. Let my me heart. let me my fix heart. my life real quick. I'm sorry. That's now you took my heart too. <laughs> <laughs> let me fix yeah, it. Let yeah, me fix yeah, it. Yeah, fix it. it. That, that was that was like my favorite album. I'm sorry, Q Tip. Uh, yeah. uh, it's a vibrant thing. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You come from a time where there was no social networking. You couldn't just go, like you said, mm -mm. Village Voice. You mm -hmm. had to really hit the ground running. Mm -hmm. What will you say is or was, sorry, your biggest um, struggle as a woman in this industry? Trying to get to the source. Trying to get to the source. That was my goal. 
So while I was there, I mused all those years. All I thought about was, I want to work at the source. That's where I want to be. I'm writing about hip-hop. That's the magazine I want to be at. And it was hard. It took me a couple years. There were people who had gone through and maybe they had, you know, taken different paths. But I was just writing, freelancing. And I just wanted to land, like, an editorial job there. And then you proved yourself when you got the... 2007 and that when you prove yourself like well i got there i got hired in 2000 um and i had started writing for elliot and carlito i got hired in 2000 as an associate music editor i was at double xl actually for a month um and it's so funny because i got the double xl job it was in the lifestyle um department and so i was there and then a month later the source job came and i was, so like, was like that's what i really wanted this whole time i felt bad though i was like uh, i gotta leave I was like, I, I, that's what I've been going for. It was a lower position because it was an associate editor, and I had a lifestyle editor job with a smaller staff. How come staff. you didn't want to just, like, it's because it was your dream job? It was my dream job. And remember, in 2000, XXL wasn't what it was in 2005. So Elliot had just got there, you know, and he hired me. He gave me the job of lifestyle editor, and then I got the source offer. And it was like, well, him and Carlito, I was, they were both my editors, so I worked for both of them. And I, but the, it was the brand name that drove me to the source. And he got it. He was like, I get it. You've never been there. You want to be there. I was like, of course. It's, who doesn't want to be at the source? This opportunity might not ever come again. How, was there a lot of women around? Like, did you ever feel like hazing or like feel like you were being like treated wrong because you were a newbie? Not really. I think at the time, there were, there were women who worked there, a lot of women, but I was working in the music department. And that's, for me where I wanted to be. I wanted to write about music. There were women there in the polit you know, the political department, the cultural department, um, covering different things. But for music, it was only like two of us. So, and that's what I wanted to do. Because I've heard you talk a little bit about abuse of power happening over there. Like, can we talk a little, like, a little more about that? Like, who was abusing their damn power? All the men's? I mean, mostly, you know who was... Listen, did you ever abuse on Amazon or you can get it? The book, you know, the book is out. The no, book definitely. I wrote about that so long ago. But, you know, that to me, that was a moment in time. I've gone past it. I've filed so the have lawsuit. You and guys have, have you and Benzino spoken? I did. I actually okay. did. I did. Believe it or not. After everything. And, you know, he was like, yo, it, it was so, it feels like it was so long ago. Because then you guys have your issue and then you sued and then afterwards did you guys have to work together for a little while after that or was it just like we never through? had to work together after that like once the lawsuit came like you know i was i was done i had gone to bet i was at bet for six years after i left the source before i went back when lonzel took the magazine over. right so um i was gone we never had to work together again like i didn't see him again until love and hip-hop and I started working for Mona because um, he was obviously on the show at the right. time. And then he was like around and I would see him. So I hadn't seen him in all of those years. Did you get love and hip hop because you were working on Gossip Game? Like, did you like finagle that with your talents? Well, the, the what happened, the way I got to love and hip hop was through, I started with the reunion shows as a writer. And I was writing host scripts before I got there, before I even did Gossip Game. Because like I said, I, as a, you know, I worked for BT Digital for six years but you know I also started scripting shows while I was there so I was writing shows uh, while I was working at BET and so I had done like the Aaliyah special that came out back in you know 2011 or oh, whatever no no, no there was one I can't remember you know I would do the whole scripts for like you know the end of the year special like you know um, just kind of writing host raps for 
a lot of the music shows that they had. Because I was on staff, I was able to segue in that way. And as a writer, it's just something that came naturally to me. So when reunion sh shows came up, um, Mona was looking for a writer, and that's how I got into the love and hip-hop scene. But at the same time, I also wanted to do episodic. So I wanted to transition from that into working as a writer-slash-producer. Because, you know, in reality, you don't say right. You say you're a producer. Okay. Right? You producer. Do, that Produ does story. Producer. Story you do story. Creator. Creating. It's crazy because a lot of these reality TV people are always blaming the editor. So it's like they feel like you guys are flipping their words and switching their things around. And I guess they're saying stuff in like a different room of, about someone Whenever, else. Whatever I, I, I say this, the, I say the same thing to, to all cast, whether I work on whatever show I work on. Right. Because I haven't only I've worked on other shows besides Love and Hip Hop. Right. Um, no one can make you look crazy. I'm sorry. There's not that much editing in the world. But what they're trying to say is, like, for example, like, if I'm talking about Keisha, and I'm like, yo, Keisha is a dirty bitch. Like, mm -hmm. I'm just, like, laughing and joking about Keisha, but then they want me to be looking like I'm talking about Leslie. They're going to take the part out when I say Keisha and just keep, the like, editing. she a dirty bitch. But you bitch. know what? You know what? I don't see that happening. Okay. So, and if I, as a producer, just with my background, if I saw that happening, I would note it and be like, you can't let that go. She wasn't talking about her. That's part of our job. Because you, so, you keep some integrity absolutely, to the brand. Absolutely. You can't just let somebody. That's, I can't say that it hasn't been done right. on different shows right. because it hasn't been done on a show that I've worked on because I know I would be like, that's crazy. She wasn't talking about her. You can't switch the words right. you know? and I ha actually I have had those type of conversations in certain or at certain production companies you know where it's like you can't do that she, can, she didn't say that that's not you know so I guess it depends on the producers the editors that are working on stuff do you feel like and you they, have whether more compassion they have, like you have more compassion because you went through certain things where people try to twist certain things about you and make you look like you was in a certain light so you have more well, just, just as a producer for what I do, if I'm producing something that is considered a docu-series, then I'm going to be true to that. So I wouldn't allow, if it was in my control, it's not always in my control, I wouldn't allow something to be edited in a way where you're making someone say something that they didn't say. Right. You know, I just couldn't see that through. Did you ever feel like loving hip-hop writing was beneath you because you have so many accolades? No, not at all. Because I, I came on, you know, um, to do the reunion shows again, and it's it's a different lane. It's getting more experience, and, and I don't, no, I would never look at it like that. That's like a hit, that's the number one show on cable. Yeah, but you know, like, you've done like <laughs> People so forget much, that, yeah. Right. No, but People that's, forget a, that. that's the thing. That's People the number forget. one show on cable. So, um, you know, I would never feel like that, no. Would you ever do reality TV again yourself? It depends on the opportunity. I never say I wouldn't do something. Because it depends, you know, I mean, yeah, I guess there's certain things I wouldn't do. But, you know, like, it depends <laughs> on what the opportunity right. is, you know. How do I you would never just do it, you know, just, it would have to be bigger than what I've already done. But if they wanted to follow your right. life, like, the, because you already see it full on, if you've done it before, like, would you do that type of scene where following your life? Not if like a dating money, show yeah. or like. Yeah. Yeah, they would have to pay me more. Would you do love and hip hop though? Would you come on the other side of that camera? <laughs> I don't think I could though. Why? Just because I've 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 been so entrenched in, you know, 
the producing side with the team. So it would just be odd. You're really great at producing different kinds of content. Would you ever launch your own publication again? Do people still have publications? Well, I mean, it could have been on. It could be online. That's what oh, I'm yes, ask you next. Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah, I've was... always said I wanted to do it, and I've never had the support I think to do it. Just because I know for what I do and the other things that I want to do, that I can't dedicate the time to doing that every single day. That right now, the way people consume content, you have to be a beast if you want to be an online publication. You have to want to, you know, eat, sleep and breathe what you do. And I don't I just can't I don't have the time. I want to create, I want to write and there's not a lot of, of room for what I want to do in that space. So I would have to have a team that pushes that out. So if I find the right team, yeah, I would love to do that. You said that you never have any regrets. Why is that? Or did how I did you get it? that? I never had any regrets. Mm-hmm. I said that. Mm-hmm. Do you still feel like you, say you don't feel like that anymore? No, I think I do. You still? I think I do. Sure. No, I mean, everything happens for a reason. There's okay. a reason for it, yeah. Well, how did you get to that place? Because I know sometimes, I know regret and questioning your behaviors bring shame, you right. know? Like, so how did you get to that place where you're not shameful? I don't know. I just, it, I don't know. I'm that's like, a, that's have a I big... never had, I've definitely felt embarrassed. I mean, you're about to get a divorce, so you don't, you don't regret Keno ass? Well, no, you got the children. I, so I have like, two yeah, no. very beautiful children. Yeah, I know how that so feels. whenever I think about, like, oh, shit, he just 13 years, mm -hmm. I, just, I look at them, and I'm like, why are they so cute? You know? Especially I the, love um, them. Yeah, especially the kids. Always the kids. Right. So if he was like, you know what, let me just get my life together, Cam. Like, I really just love you. Like, no. I'm sorry. Mm. No. Never. Would mm -hmm. you still ever marry again? Or yes. Are you done? You I didn't think I would say yes. I did not think I would say yes. Six months ago, you'd have asked me, I would not. I would have been like, nah, I, I'm not there. But now I say yes. Yes. So are you going to start like, dating? Do I believe you dating? in? You got to go younger then. Like, I know you like the salt and pepper and stuff, but you got to <laughs> get you a little, I'm telling I'm, you. Listen, I'm old, so the younger can have salt and pepper. And a lot of these dudes in their 30s be like, you know. But you just need right now, you don't need. No, what I need right now is somebody that I trust because I have serious trust issues after what I've been through. Right. So I would only deal with somebody that I trust for real. And I'll leave it at that. You need a Capricorn. No, I need another Gemini. I've you done think? the research. Absolutely. Well, they do say sign on sign works, but no, 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 it's not sign on sign for a Gemini. See, oh, the Gemini, do. everything I looked in the books when Aquino's a Virgo. When I looked at that, it was like it's not gonna last. You should have known Virgo Gemini and be Virgo stars. don't 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 mix. But Gemini needs a Gemini. You could do a Leo too. You could do a Libra as well. My best friend is a Libra. Mm -mm. She's a mm -mm. Just, no a Libra. Mm -mm. It's, it has to be an air sign like mm -mm. Aquarius, Libra. But Gemini, the best is Gemini. Aquarius gonna be fun, but he gonna run in your credit. All the way too high. He's not going on and would never pay no bill. <laughs> but you're gonna have fun. That Gemini gonna be um, too damn sarcastic, but he's gonna be easy to talk to. And you, I forgot the other air you said, but oh, a Libra. Oh Libra, my yeah, yeah, God, yeah. Libras are annoying. I just know I can't. Yeah. No, that's not true. My yes, daughter's a Libra. No, not, I'm talking about the dates. The, the dating, men, the right. male. The men, Your daughter is gonna you know be what? prissy. I don't even she know likes if to be. I ever. Yeah, don't. I don't know a Libra man. Mm -mm. Good. See how God taking care of you on yeah. the low. 
See how he working mm-hmm. like, working things yeah. out on the low. Another Gemini though. Another Gemini. Do I look good on that angle? Cause I keep thinking about you filming <laughs> me. I'm like, that's a weird angle. Yeah, normally we have the um tripod, but I forgot. But you look good at every angle. Oh no, I don't. Yes, you Mm-mm. do. Speaking of angles, listen, that's about that's the thing about social media. Social media will show you who you are. So you see how everybody takes their picture now. Whenever my camera's on, I gotta lift it up just a little bit, cause right here I'm like, ooh, just just a little bit. So no, that social no no don't do that. Social no, media. So I'll be worried about my angles, like just. Yeah, but then you could down. always throw a filter on it. You could always grab the app and make. Okay, it. well make sure you do yeah, that to that I'm, one. Okay, I'm going to take care okay, of you. Okay, good. You are my shero. Thank I'm you. I'm not going to have you out here don't. looking wild. Cause I didn't even touch up my makeup. I didn't wear makeup at all, cause I just wanted you to understand that we came to bear it all. I know. I know. I just came here. It's you the don't. truth. That's what it is. It is. Speaking of truths, how do you sp- How do you feel about Monique and her truths and, and the backlash and so that she's I, You getting? know, I worked with Monique um, when she hosted the Love & Hip Hop reunion. And she was great, I do have to say. She was she better was, than... Mm-hmm. She was great to work with. Um, and that's the only time I met her. But, uh, you know... I have mixed feelings on that because I don't I'm I'm the type of person that I am I'm trained in research, right? I went to law school where they don't teach you the law, they teach you how to figure it out, how to find the law, and they teach you how to interpret the law, right? I, I you know, then I was a journalist for many years, so I dig 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 dig. Like I'm on Google, if something happens, I go to Google, search everything. So I I would say I haven't done enough research on her situation to form an opinion because what she says to me doesn't sound crazy. It sounds right, legit. Right. And but I don't want to say that cuz I don't really know the situation, you know, uh, but then I guess there's a certain piece where it's like you got to play the game and she don't want to play their game. So Do you think she was wrong for that cuz of course when you do a movie you are expected to promote the movie, but yeah. she didn't want to do it for free. Was she wrong? I don't know if she was wrong, cause first of all, what she say her contract said it didn't. It she said, said she, the contract didn't say that she had to promote. So, but when when she went to um, Lee Daniels and Oprah, they were like, "Come on, like you know, you promote like." And uh, you know what? And she was like, "I don't promote for free." What I have a problem with is if after that, right? Cause you're entitled to make your own decisions. If after that. She suffered a backlash, which is what she's saying. Mm-hmm. That makes you look at the situation where it's like the powers that be, you know, can can punish you for just your opinion and your decision. Right. That is the where I have a problem. I don't know, though, enough about that situation to know. But we do know that minority women are going through some things. Absolutely. And we don't always get the money that we supposed Absolutely. to get. They even told you that you supposed to get one price. And then the judge was like, you know what? <laughs> I was playing. And they, like, t- right. and so, they took it back. They yeah. did. And you can't they be did. the and greedy woman that. and say, right. well, wait a minute. I want more. Because then it's like, well, was this about money? Yeah. yeah. But it's like, you know, did you feel like your judgment was just due? We ain't got to jump no numbers, no figures. Like when you no, but away, when you it, was, it was it th- was you're you're speaking about something that I haven't thought about in a long time, and I do remember the feeling I had because I know what was said and I know what the jury said when they came out, and it may have been in the judge's eyes like that's too much, but that's what they said. So, for and hey, for a judge to be like, no, that's not what they meant. They meant this. Well, you know, 
Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get that much anyway. So. I mean, you, we already know what happens. Your father run the numbers. You already know when the taxes <laughs> come. <laughs> you already know. But I want to go into this game because okay. I oh, love to game. Yeah. Yay. So because okay, you, your name Kim and you love hip hop, mm -hmm. I figure we're going to do some Kim quotes. I'm going to give you a little Kim lyric. And, and I got to tell you. What song? Oh, my God. Okay, so let's play a little game before we leave, because I love games. And we have to leave on a high note. You done spilled the tea. Now we're going to see what you know about Little Kim. Okay. I made a game up. It's called Kim Quotes. I'm going to say a Little Kim lyric, and you're going to let us know what song it's from. Okay. Kill a nigga for the figure. How you figure? Your cheddar would be better. Beretta inside my Beretta. Nobody do it better. Queen bitch. Ow. You know the next line? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> not going to it. Who's your favorite um, lyricist right now as I get this next one together? Lyricist. This always happens. I asked Redman what five rappers he would have in his cypher. He changed it. He stumped. He said, I had him stumped. He couldn't think. Because you said lyricist. If you just said who's your favorite artist or whatever. No, because we. you said you love hip-hop. So that's the whole thing. Since you love hip-hop, I want to know who you feeling as far as, like, true hip-hop is concerned. We could go into MCs. But you said lyricist. You don't, we don't, have, you don't think Kendrick is a lyricist? No? He is. He is. But is you he said who's only? my favorite. Well, who? And I love Kendrick, but you said who's my favorite lyricist. Like, when you say lyricist, I go back to, like, KRS-One because you said lyricist. Oh. People don't say lyricist anymore. So you know? did I use the wrong word? No, no, no. It's a great word. Hip-hop. But it's like lyricists is like KRS, Rakim. You know, like those are lyricists. Well, we did hear Cardi B. How do you feel about her? I love Cardi B. Oh, my God. But it's, it's all about, for me, it's all about her style. It's not know? about that. Do you think she's really pregnant? In the picture that they showed, she had a bump. But I don't know, because I feel like if she was pregnant, we would know by now. We would see more pictures. And then she said she, said she was just fat. So that's what was her comment. I I feel like um, why is she always wearing these big clothes? If she's not pregnant, she's really smart for how she's marketing the pregnancy or non-pregnancy. Right, but if she is pregnant, maybe she just has to wait a couple months before she announces it. But I don't think so. If you say somebody's pregnant, eventually they'll be pregnant. As a woman in that age bracket, you, people could just say she. Remember that that was the thing with Beyonce for years. She's pregnant. She's pregnant. She's pregnant. She's pregnant. And then she was pregnant. It's like, of course, because she's going to be pregnant. I can't wait to see the baby's, like, full, like, face now that they're almost one. Like The she twins? Yes. Has she showed anybody? No, We saw, right? like, a blurry picture when she was on vacation with the nannies, but... We didn't talk about a lot of pop culture. I wanted to talk about Kylie Jenner's baby, because I want to know... I don't know why I want to talk about What you want to talk about? Let's do it. Travis Scott and Kylie Jenner. I just, I don't see That it. was a rebound moment. Yeah, like, she was, was just trying to prove that, that she could still, you know, pull a dude, that she wasn't going to be all crying and dying over Tyga because he was tired. So she was going to, you know, do the quick jump. I just feel like at that Jenner Kardashian level, like... He's not high enough for her? It's not that he's not high enough for her. It's that they're always trying to find out, like, what's high. And he, If Travis Scott wasn't Travis Scott... That's all I'm going to say. That's a fact. Right? And we got to also remember Kylie's old face. Listen. Like, this baby, we going to pray on it and yeah. leave. We going to turn on. a candle on because. I know. I know. So when I think about I'm like, come on. 
Okay. It's like, anyway. But I do appreciate how she hid the pregnancy because they're always so vocal about everything, posting everything. So it was like, okay, at least she did have a mature moment where she wasn't just doing it for so the cameras. So you think she was just, but all those pictures she was posting, was she, she was posting that she was just saving, like she had all this stuff. Lined yeah. Up. She like a petty baby mama. Like yeah, she just, just keeping it on stash. annoying to me though. Because then she released like a 40 minute video of all the things we didn't get to see. Yeah, but. Like trying to be like Beyonce and, and that. I know that if Cardi is pregnant, she going to shut down everybody's baby. <laughs> Nobody, funny, nobody, right? none of them Kardashian yeah. kids finna matter. Yeah. Blue, her siblings, nobody's gonna care. I like the success that Cardi is seeing right now just because of who she is and where she's from. Yeah. So I, I appreciate that. And I love the and fact that. And she came from Love and Hip Hop. So that's like changing a lot, you know, the perception she gave, that She people changed have. the whole perception yeah. because everyone thought that Love and Hip Hop was for washed people. But this is what I'm saying when you asked me that question earlier about my career. Like, I could never look at it like that because of what that show is and how big it is. You know what I mean? So look at a, a, a success story like Cardi B. I mean, yeah, know. but I was only saying that because you know someone of your status. But like, but a lot of industry, a lot of people in the industry have said things like that, and it's kind of like I—that's something I would never say, you know. But people that always say those type of things be the first ones to want to know when is the casting, right? <laughs> like those be the first ones. Or if they hiring, yes, like I they got a lot know. of phone calls. Like when I started working on that show. About if are they hiring? I got a lot of those calls. Got it. Our next one. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. Give a nigga the chills, have him pay my bills, buying matching Lambos with the same color wheels, and I ain't shopping, spending due C notes. I'm in the crib giving niggas deep throats. Magic stick? Yo, you're really good at this. Mm -hmm. You're really good at this. No, I really know music and hip-hop. You're really good at I this. I have to tell people that sometimes they forget how I got. And it. I by accident picked the 50 Cent song. Mm-hmm. Because that's not a Little Kim song. I know, but I want to I know stuff verses. about that song, too. Spill it. Because, no, Spill I remember it. when he wrote that song. How about that? Was you next to him when he wrote it? Shut up. No. <laughs> but we might have been <laughs> on the phone. You know that's ex <laughs> No, 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 no. I remember that. So he wrote it. And it made... Is it angry? Is it like okay? We could just. I'm not doing that. Just, um, you said, said okay. what was off limits? Yeah, you, ah, yeah, you said nothing. That's what I, I said. Doing I stopped that. myself. No, because one though. time I had an interview when I wrote the book way back when, and someone asked me a question, and I just like, cause I'll say whatever, and the interview to this day is online. Like I said something, I was like, that's not what I said. Only one I, cause I be fantasizing, see fantasizing, cause I'm thinking mm -hmm, about five, mm -hmm, five, mm -hmm. five, finger five, listen, fifty, do it. No. If no, listen. If you no, no I'm telling you. If I have the if you have the opportunity. <laughs> no, I no, I met him. No. No, 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 I no. I no. touched the top of my button. That no, was listen, it. listen, listen. If you have the opportunity, do it. Because if it's like a performance, you know what I'm saying. It's like you're watching television. However, know what you're getting yourself into. Well, I, that scares me, like, because I know that... No, did, did you not see the post it recently that he had on um when? Rick Ross went into the hospital, right? He petty. This he, is what I'm saying. Petty. This is what I'm saying. So uh, then there was, like, the post he put up about... See, I follow this stuff still. Even though I'm not into it like that, I still follow it. Uh, um, he had the post about Tiffany Haddish. Did you see that? I missed that one. <laughs> How did you feel about Tiffany talking about Beyonce? Like, did you feel like she was reaching? No, she's a comedian. She's a comedian. So I'm looking at it like... 
if she's in a situation, unless that's my best friend and I have to hide like my best friend's business, if I'm in a situation where I can use as a writer, I can use material and things every day when I walk around, like it's all creative material that I can use to write. So I don't see how you hang out. If you're hanging out with Tiffany Haddish, you know, it may end up on, you know, on stage or in a book or something. So I, I don't know. I didn't see. Am I on the opposite side of that? Well, that's something that's hard for me. Because I don't see that as a problem that she was talking. I don't either. But, like, you know, everyone knows that Beyonce doesn't like for her business to be spoken about. So it's like. Okay, but unless you're paying me a check, then I'm going to talk about it. Now, if if Beyonce would have said, okay, to hang with me, you have to sign this, um, was what she said in a song, right? Sign the NDA. Mm -hmm. If she would have said, you have to sign this and here's this check, then, of course. But if not. Like, I mean, uh, people that people press just to hang like, around people. People treat me like that right now, and that's another thing. Like, certain people, because I have friends that, you know, like, uh, the other day I was hanging out with one of the girls from Black Ink, and then one of the other girls like, oh, my God, you're with Miss Listen Knows. Be careful. I'm like, don't do that. Like, because I be knowing y'all real tea, and I don't I never spill nothing. Okay, so I think that there was a point in my career where I felt like that I valued certain relationships um, and I would never speak things that happened. There are a few of those relationships that still stand. And, you know, if you're my friend, then we're hanging out and you don't ever have to worry about that if you're my friend. However, I know now who my friends are. So if you're just a celebrity, yeah, you then, 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 then you're going to have to just don't do nothing in front of me. Because this is I'm a writer and one. this is how I make my money. This is how Kim made her money. Okay. Last one. If you're driving in the street, hold on to your seat. Niggas, grab your meat while I ride the beat. And if you see that black, shiny lamb, Lamborghini fly by, zoom, that's me, the night rider. Gosh, what is that? That's not the jump off, is it? Nope. If you're driving in the street, hold on to your seat. Niggas, grab your meat while I ride the beat. And if you see a black, shiny lamb, Lamborghini fly by, zoom, that's me, the night rider. I Why can't I get that one? I, I had one. to dig. I was like, nah, we're going to catch you. We're going to get Kim today. A hard one. A hard one should help. A hard one should help you. A hard one. If you're riding in the street, hold on to your Where did it go? If you're riding in the street, hold on to your seat. Niggas, grab your meat while I ride the beat. And if you see a shiny black Lamborghini fly by, zoom, that's me, the night rider. Is that from the Junior Mafia album? Mm-mm. This is making me happy. I'ma sit it how she said it. If you driving in the re if you driving in the street, hold on to your seat. Niggas, grab your meat while I ride the beat. And if you see a shiny black Lamborghini fly by, zoom. That's me, the night rider. How many licks does it take to get to the center? <laughs> that's why I didn't know it, because I didn't really like that. <laughs> that's why I didn't know it. That's so I, funny. I you got me. Gave you gave me everything. I wanted and more. Wow. Like everything I wanted and more. Wow. I didn't want to like go too crazy into things that we could just Google. I got new information you on did. Kim. You got like, new information. Thank you so much thank for you. this. Thank you. Like, See, it was you, fun, right? You guys had fun? I knew it was going to be fun. Okay. I knew. I, I was I never little nervous. Be no, you never. Why you were you never. nervous? Because like, like your idols, like you, you look at these people. Not, a TV, like I've seen you on VH1 specials just talking about hip hop. I've seen you on Gossip Game, and then I'm at 
an, an event and I'm just like talking to you. You know what I mean? And I have been working on this interview for some time. I got have you? old text messages from you. Yeah, you dubbed me last year. But don't worry. <laughs> it's all about the journey. You know right, what I mean? It is, so it to is. be in, in this moment, I'm thank you. I had to get a little I jittery, appreciate a little that nervous. you wanted to talk to me. I appreciate that. That's why and I'm and I'm always real on the text message. It's just that sometimes no, like, you I was got like I, busy. I was booked and busy. Yeah, yeah. You wasn't just like dubbing me. Like you would answer and then something would happen yeah, yeah, and then yeah, you would yeah, answer. Yeah. It was never That's like just a just complete yeah. like mad gray boxes where I'm just like, hey, Kim, what's good, Kim? Yeah, good no, morning, I always Kim. Happy respond, New Year's, yeah. Kim. Hope Earl is well, Kim. Here's some good vibes, Kim. Like it wasn't like that. Like good, you would good. answer. Good, good. Yes. Good. But do you have any final words, any final thoughts, any gems that you want to drop on the know-it-alls? No, I would just say, you know, stay humble. Stay humble, sit down. keep working. Stay humble, humble sit down, yeah, and keep working. And I'm going to tell you that you have to understand that all you have to do is wholeheartedly believe in what you are doing. It was hard for this woman. She came for the whole industry and then took the check afterwards. <laughs> now, not everyone could do that. And because what she was doing was genuine, no one could ever stop her journey. And you're still succeeding now and in inspiring now and encouraging now. Thank and you. thank you. Because like I said, without you, Kim Osario, there is no Miss Lissa. Miss Lissa, you, keep you, doing what you, you do. You fought this good fight so that thank I could you. kick in the door and I'm going to knock this shit down. Please and do. until next time, brush your teeth, brush your edges, and brush that dirt off your shoulders. Ow. This episode of Miss Listen Knows is dedicated to the loving memory of Craig Jamison Mack, born on May 10th, 1971, and laying his head to rest for the final time on March 12th, 2018. I can remember learning the words of flavor in your ear vividly. And hearing that Craig Mack only lived to 47 years old is heartbreaking. We have to do better. Health is wealth. So take care of yourself. Check yourself out. Eat better. Try not to use a microwave. Like, we really have to take this seriously. There's no reason why so many of us are dying so young. And more importantly, we need to also give people their roses while they are still here to smell them. To some people, Craig Mack wasn't a legend until he died. But to me, he was always a legend. Like Jada Kiss said, dead rappers get better promotion, but we have to do better. So, with that being said, rest in peace, Craig Mack. Thank you for all you've contributed to the culture. Let's put his family and friends in our prayers. Here comes 